Hi, this is Lucy, and my guest is Shirley Booth, lovable star of Hazel and one of the finest actresses in our profession. You know, not everyone realizes that Miss Booth has been awarded every important honor the entertainment forms have to cover, including an Academy Award for her role in Comeback Little Sheba, the Cannes Film Festival Award, naming her the world's best actress, three Tony Awards, and two Emmys. And in addition to all this, one of the loveliest people in the world. Shirley, I'm just delighted to have you here today. Well, thank you. I'm very glad to be here with you, Lucy. And speaking of the Emmys, I remember one of the, the choicest memories I had, that when I received my Emmy, and you were in, in competition, and when I received it, I looked over all these people, and there you were, beaming at me with a most wonderful smile. Well, thank you, and darling. It was a, it, I, I treasure it almost as much as I do the Emmy. Well, to lose to someone like you is a great honor. <laughs> That's a great competition. I like being in competition like that. Uh, first of all, let's talk just for a moment about Hazel, because I know that that is of great interest around the country, whether or not you're going to go on with Hazel this season. Yes, we are going on. For a time, it looked as if it was touch and go. We suspended operations right after uh, Christmas, about the first of the year, and we didn't know whether we were going on again. And after all, I had thought four years was pretty good, because it's nothing compared to uh, I, uh, I Love Lucy. <laughs> that just goes on and on and on, and never, never, people never tire of it. But I just felt that maybe this was all it could stand. It was well, the absorption point. You were But wrong. we're going on. And great? we start filming on the 3rd of May. Wonderful. And you're going to be on CBS? Yes, yes. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I think you'll be very happy. I had a very cute thing, a uh, uh, telegram from Bill Paley. I had met him in uh, Jamaica at Montego Bay. He had, they have a place there in Round Hill. And uh, when I first met him, uh, he had a terrible headache, and I gave him a massage. Well, that started a beautiful friendship. Indeed. He, he never greeted me. He always backed up to me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and so he put in the telegram of congratulation. Of course, you realize that it also there's a clause in there that says I get a massage, too. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> that's true friendship forever yeah. when you can help someone like that. And I know Mr. Paley and his headaches. Uh, what, after being so many years of, of really one of the leading actresses on the stage, how could you ever really take the time out to do a series for four or five years, Shirley? I know what, that, uh, what a decision that must have been. Well, it was a decision, but not only that, but it came at a, at a, a, a low point in the theater. And I had done three plays in New York. One of, them, uh, one of them was a musical, and the other two were plays. And they just didn't last beyond, uh, I think it was two months was the longest. And I had always been intrigued with Hazel. I was not interested in doing television per se, but I did like the character. I had read it as a play uh, maybe two or three years before, and I didn't think it was a good play. I didn't think it would sustain interest for two hours, but the idea was there, and I was sort of, it was a pre-selling job yeah. that when this came along, my agent was absolutely amazed because he said, uh, I talked to uh, Bill Dozier and he wanted to know something about your doing a television show. And I told him that there wasn't any use talking to you because you were adamant about doing television. And I said, oh, yeah. what was it? <laughs> that was the end, dear. And <laughs> I did the pilot and I loved the script and I became intrigued with it. And you like your life out here? 
Yes, I do. I think I'd be very uh, ungrateful if I didn't uh, You're quite a like homemaker, it. aren't you, Shirley? Well, uh, uh, I sort of, uh, I don't know whether I'm a homemaker. I like to sort of hang pictures and, and uh, uh, put things around, even when I'm traveling, you know, yes. even in a, a trunk. I always carried my pictures around. Oh, well, that's a homemaker. <laughs> You're still painting? Uh, well, you have one of my I paintings. I certainly do. I felt sort of scrummy about giving you a little one like that, but in, in, in lieu of the fact that miniatures are now very popular... That is one of my treasured possessions. Oh, good. And I'm going to give you, you know what I'm going to give you? I'm going to give you the little head that I painted it from. Delighted. So Love it's it. A little, uh, a little You're quite, uh, uh, quite a painter, actually. I heard you discuss the other day with some uh, at the Mackenzie Galleries. You're going to do enough painting so you can have a one-woman show? Oh, no, dear. They no. would like you to. Oh, well, that's very sweet of them. But I, the most I ever painted was one Christmas. I painted, I think, eight pictures. As I'd run out of things to give my friends, you know, and I couldn't think of anything else. And they'd always been saying, oh, would you give me a picture? So I painted it. And that's the most I've ever done. I get so absorbed in it that if I do that, everything goes by the boards. Yeah. I just don't pay any attention to anything else. Yeah, that's And that's I can't afford to do that particularly now. It does you know take your time is. and your, your oh. thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Just recently, I know you have again uh, recreated the role of Lola and Come Back Little Sheba. You did it at the uh, Valley, Valley Music Center? Yes, Theater? I did it at the Valley Music Theater. And uh, I was very flattered. Nick Mayo, who uh, runs the theater there, had never had anything but uh, musicals. And... Uh, uh, he suddenly decided that he was going to do a few plays in between. And I'm very flattered that he thought of Sheba. Does it get it out of your system to do it uh, once in a while, get back on the, on the stage? Well, I love audiences. So there's do nothing, I. There's nothing like it. And, and the, uh, on Tuesday night, Lucy, we had uh, the, the most wonderful house. Uh, they're not too theater-wise out here. They haven't seen enough theater. And uh, evidently their mothers have told them not to show any emotion in public. You know, it's that sort of thing. <laughs> so uh, they sort of, uh, they may enjoy it. And they are very vocal on the curtains. But through the play, mm -hmm. they are not, they're not as sophisticated mm -hmm. audience as they are in New York. Mm -hmm. you know? And you, uh, you know what a sophisticated audience can do to pick up your interest in it. And Tuesday night was almost like being back in New York again. And uh, I can't think of anything that would be more elating than, than this, except maybe surf riding, riding a wave <laughs> in, you know. And this is, the, this is the, the wave of enthusiasm that carries you on the crest. is the most stimulating thing that can happen to an actor, you know. I know. I never want to work without an audience. And uh, I attribute 85% uh, of the success of the show to the fact that I've always had an audience to play to. Well, it's a great stimulus. Yes, and, and so uh, are you, Shirley, and our time is up for today, so I have a lot of questions I want to ask you. I haven't even oh, started. Oh, and I've talked my bloody head off. I got to know, <laughs> know a lot about you from way back and what your future plans are and everything, so tomorrow we'll get on with it again. How about that? Fine, fine. Good. I hope you have enjoyed listening to my chat with Shirley Booth. She's one of the loveliest people in the whole world and truly one of the outstanding performers in our business, and I hope you'll be with us tomorrow. Bye now. Hi, this is Lucy. And again today, my guest is Miss Shirley Booth, lovable star of Hazel and one of the finest actresses in our profession. Hazel uh, is coming back with us again this season. Uh, Shirley told us yesterday that the decision had been made and she's very happy that Hazel is going to be on the CBS network this season. Shirley, hi. Hi. Thanks for being with us again today. Uh, what are your big plans for your future? What would you like to do that you haven't done? 
Well, the only thing that I I most enthusiastic about, I don't, I try not to uh, uh, think ahead too much, yeah. to plan on anything, because I guess this is a pessimistic attitude to take, because I don't want to be disappointed. I don't, I just want things to happen as uh, as they as they occur to other people rather I'm, than me. I'm I like that. I just don't like to plan on anything. But do you have anything that you? There was only one thing that I I thought I would like to do, and that is to play. Uh, uh, Mrs. Harris goes to Paris oh. because I've always wanted to do a Cockney part. I read it, and it, I think it's I like a wonderful. It. I, thing. I like it so much better than some of the others, and I like. I've always really. wanted you to do something. Um, the Big Blonde, Dorothy Parker's The Big Blonde. Oh yes, blonde. yes. I've uh, had that pitched at me, and I can only see Shirley Booth in. Oh well, that's very sweet. Of I mean it. But uh, I had great fun when I did the Parker sketches. I don't know whether you ever saw it. No, I didn't. I heard about them. But you didn't do The Big Blonde, did you? No, no. Why not? Why didn't you include that one? I don't know. They were all uh, adapted by uh, Ed Gardner. We were married. Uh -huh. And uh, he got the idea. I, one night, sitting, uh, reading, and I got so in, enthralled with these uh, Parker sketches that I started reading them aloud to mm -hmm. him. I read the telephone call, which oh, I think yes. is beautiful. Oh. And uh, here we are, and uh, the mantle of Whistler, you know, the two uh, that have, have a vocabulary of seven sentences each, you yes. know, what's your idea of bringing that up, and, you know, <laughs> and that's... <laughs> that was a forerunner for Mike Nichols, you know, in May, <laughs> yes, Elaine May. absolutely. Yeah. But uh, here we are, that wonderful thing on the train, the, the little bride who's yes. so nervous that she can't say anything straight. They're you know? great stories. Oh, they're wonderful stories. I think The Big Blonde is just fabulous. Oh, it's beautiful. Love beautiful. to see you do yeah. that. Give it some thought, will you? Yes. Who yeah, are your friends out here now, uh, Shirley, that well, you see uh, the most of? Uh, Alice and uh, Ralph Bellamy I see most of, mm -hmm. and, uh, and then uh, Sally and Norman Foster. Oh. And... Uh, well, Sally is a very good friend of mine, uh -huh. and she's a wonderful girl. I don't really have a chance to see too many people. I'm not a very social person anyway, Lucy. I'm sort of an introvert. I'm a, uh, I'm a, a closet straightener and a garden worker <laughs> and all these sort of things. <laughs> I said you were a homemaker yesterday. Yeah, I am. I'm afraid. <laughs> I understand you've been digging out your uh, hill oh, behind your house. I have scars to show it. Oh, well, I was working with... Uh, with two men, and uh, uh, there was an awful lot to do, and I kept sort of spurring them on. This is what I like to do, work with people and keep them going. Do you have a green thumb? Uh, not particularly, and uh, it's, uh, it's a little difficult for me here because I, I don't know any of the California shrubbery, and I'm not too familiar with, with the, uh, the seasonal thing. With bugs, I know in the east I know how to take care of them and what things to use, but here you have them all the time. You know, you have all sorts of uh, infestations. <laughs> <laughs> not just in the garden. No, no. <laughs> what do you do about men in your life, Shirley? What is your favorite type I of I do man? without. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not really. I think they're very difficult to find nowadays. Well, they've always been difficult to find <laughs> if you're too choosy, I suppose, or have a particular type. What is your type? Well, Do they uh, vary? Are they intellectual? Well, I've always been looking for the hero of Wuthering Heights and never found him. The hero of Wuthering you know, Heath, Heights? Heathcliff. Heathcliff. That's Cliff. the sort of man I'm Well, now, how do you, uh, how I do you describe Heathcliff? Oh. Uh, Tall, well, I, I, I don't like them to, re, I don't, I don't, it, it's awfully hard for them to pres preserve that line of demarcation because I don't like them to be too nice and I don't like them to be too severe. And, you know, it's awfully difficult for a man to live up to this. 
I've had one husband who was very dominant and another one who was very sweet and, and, and darling. And uh, uh, I don't know. I think something's wrong with me. Oh, no. Yes, definitely. Well, I think <laughs> when you've been in the theater for a long time and you've been independent and you've been exacting and, and you've been a sort of a martinet with yourself, it's very difficult for people to cope with you. Well, yes, I suppose so, because the theater and your work is so demanding. Let's put it, it is that demanding way. and, and uh, uh, regimented, and, and uh, it, it, you just get used to certain things. And, and uh, because you are a perfectionist, you make it very hard on other people, I think. Well, you don't make it hard. It becomes uh, a little difficult to live up to and live with, I suppose. I'd well, it's so funny, uh, Lucy. I mean, playing here in the round, uh, they, they give... Uh, it's difficult to find your way because in the dark, you know. You mean like you, at the Valley Music Theater? Yes. You're, you're dependent on the little girl with the spotlight, you know, to sort yeah. of keep you from walking into the audience. And uh, they gave me a little girl, and I'm... Uh, I'm always pulling her along, you know. <laughs> Showing her the, the way. This is the story except of my that, life. Except that you didn't have the spotlight. No, I don't have the spotlight, <laughs> but even so, you know, I'm just enough of a fool so that I break right in ahead anyway. I'm down the aisle and she's yeah. in the back here. Well, that's the way uh, we get things done, Shirley. I suppose so, but it makes you very intolerant of other people, and I think it's a rather... Sometimes, mm. sometimes. If you uh, do have dates now, uh, dinner dates or social dates of any kind, what kind of a gentleman do you look for? Well, I'm still looking for a good dancer. Aha, that's just what I thought. And one who drives fast, I understand. You were, listen, is it true that you were skimming along the freeway just recently at 100 miles an hour? Now, don't tell the police, dear. No, it's too late. The police can't the, catch you, but how but dare you? But they'll be on the lookout for me. I how, still have a couple more days to go. How could you dare do that? Well, at first it... At first it uh, you, you start off with 65, and then that seems to lag terribly. But you don't seem like the type. I know it. Well, I'm, I don't seem like a lot of things I am. Are you inconsistent? In I'm very, ways? very inconsistent, yes. Well, do you think you'd give me some of your inconsistencies tomorrow? We're out of time again today. <laughs> <laughs> do you think you'll be up on some of your real inconsistencies well, I, tomorrow? Well, you see, the, the thing is, uh, I know I'm inconsistent, but I, 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 I can't pigeonhole it. I can't say exactly because I never know what I'm going to do. Well, I'm going to give you some time to think about it. I oh. have been talking to Miss Shirley Booth, who is going to be with us again tomorrow. I hope you've enjoyed listening. Bye now. Hi, this is Lucy, and again today my guest is Miss Shirley Booth. Hi. Hi, Shirley, and thanks for being with us again today. Miss Booth, in case you uh, don't recognize the name, is Hazel in um, the television series that everyone has acclaimed in the last three, four years. Hazel's going on again this season for CBS network, and we're all very happy that uh, Miss Booth decided to come back with Hazel. Uh, Shirley, yesterday we were talking about some of your inconsistencies. Oh, I hoped you'd forget that. <laughs> well, I didn't. <laughs> uh, besides looking like, a, not looking like a person who would love to drive a hundred miles an hour down any uh, highway, and besides uh, looking like a person who would be sitting with a knitting needle all the time, we find out that you... Uh, are out in the uh, hills digging up the plants by their roots and fighting with snakes and... Uh, <laughs> well, no, I haven't met one, honey. There's my inconsistency. You see, I just tell myself they're not there, but if I met one, I would have no courage at all. I, what would you do? 
I, met I, one I would once. jump from the top of the hillside right down into the patio. Well, I, I wouldn't thought, bother. I thought I would too. Years ago, uh, we dropped a helicopter down on our lawn in Palm Springs, and it scared a little sidewinder, a 16-inch sidewinder, up. And the door was open, and it went into our bedroom and continued on into the living room. And when we found it, we just were petrified because we had been so. told how uh, dangerous the sidewinders were. Almost and the as smaller. bad as a coral snake. That's supposed to be the yes. most deadly, isn't it? So anyway, I thought that whenever I would see something like this, I would faint and, and run, but I didn't. Mm -hmm. And I sort of got like a, a mother hen, and I realized I had children around, and I got very brave, brave enough to run to the telephone and call for the police patrol. But mm -hmm. first, I threw great big wet towels over it and then guarded the towels, mm -hmm, see? Mm -hmm. Three great big heavy uh, Turkish towels. Well, that soaked. was smart. And uh, I had heard that that was a thing to do, and then I just watched the towel, you uh -huh. see. But, of course, I let them pick it up when they got there. Oh, well, of course. I'm, I don't think any woman is that brave around snakes. Any little bug will send me scuttling, but... I, uh, I like animals, wild animals. I always feel that if you just take the right approach, you can argue with them. Animals. But I think there's something inevitable about a snake. Reptiles are oh, a little... Uh, oh, frightening. Yeah. Terrifying. What about um, the Beverly Hills area that you are living, Shirley? Have you become a part of our community? Well, when I'm here, I'm usually working. Mm -hmm. And when I'm not working, I'm usually on the Cape because I have a house. You uh, still have it? Oh, yes. I never got to see it. Oh, I wish you'd. Oh, I just If you ever so come east, I'd just love I know. to have you see You've it. You've extended that invitation before, and I, I would just adore it. Well, it's sweet. It's an old house. It was built in 1806. Mm. And... Uh, it's one of the oldest houses in that neighborhood. There are only two that are as, quite as old. And I've tried to keep it that way and uh, tried to put in improvements and new kitchen and things like that, but still keep that wonderful aura of antiquity that it yes. has. And each year, I do a, a little more. I don't touch the original part of the house because, you know, the, the houses there are so funny. They have half a house and three-quarters of a house and a whole house, and it all means where the position of the door is. Mm -hmm. And so the main house is in the front. And wherever there's been an addition, a wing or something, I then change that. But I, I try to keep the rest of the house as much as it was as possible. And so this year I am... Uh, enclosing what was once the back uh, terrace into the kitchen, making the kitchen larger and making it a breakfast area. Uh -huh. And it's very sunny there. So each time I go back, I have something to uh, look forward to. You know, Not that I need any incentive to be yeah. anxious to go. I just love it. What months do you spend there? Well, uh, I spend... Uh, first, uh, when I did the series, I got off in July, August. Mm -hmm. And now I, want, I like to spend September there because after Labor Day, the people sort of leave the Cape. And uh, it's, it's sort of like a fly on an oil painting. You can't always see it. There's so many tourists. You can't see them. <laughs> can't see well, the what place is it exactly? It's, uh, uh, it's Chatham. Chatham. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. On Cape Cod. I would just adore seeing it. What is that near? Is it near Martha's Vineyard? or? Oh, well, Martha's Vineyard is an island. And that's off the Cape. It, mm -hmm. You see, uh, the Cape is part of the mainland. Mm -hmm. It is a peninsula. Mm -hmm. But Martha's Vineyard is an island, and Nantucket is an island, and they're way out at sea. Mm, and you can't approach them any place but by boat. I didn't know that. Yeah. I've heard Jimmy Cagney uh, speak about Oh, yes, Martha's I've been Vineyard. to his place. And uh, he has a place in, uh, it's in Chilmark, and I've been there. And his wife was telling me very calmly the time I visited there. She said, you know... Uh, uh, we have a ghost in the house. 
And uh, I said, oh, really? And she said, so she said, oh, yes. She said, uh, she comes and sits in that rocking chair. Good heavens. Well, what else? And she said she rocks, and we know she's comfortable. Oh, gosh. Well, who could... is it? Does she, does she know who it uh, might be? No, no. Any but ancestral uh, background on the area? They haven't been able to find out too much, but the, the, uh, that woman comes and sits, and, and I said, how do you know it's a woman? She said, because this is sort of a chair that only a woman sits in. Oh, dear. It's a fantastic house, though. They have, they have uh, fretwork around the... Uh, on the ceiling, all hand carved, and it's perfectly beautiful. It's lovely, they, and and of course they both love it. If I ever had a try to like get them that. to visit me over there, then yeah. they won't even leave the island long enough to visit. Them. I'm like you are. If I had a place like that, I would never, never want to give it up. I know it, and uh, there's only there are only about three months uh, that it it's not possible to live there unless you're pretty much of a frontiersman. It, it, the, we yeah. the weather at, in in February. And uh, March is very severe. Where do you stay when you're in New York City? I have an apartment. I have the same apartment. I bought that apartment that I was living in. Oh. And uh, it's, I'm subletting it now to a friend of a friend. Do you miss New York ever? Uh, yes, I do. I, I love New York. Uh, I must say that it's, uh, it's getting, uh, as far as I'm concerned, a little run down at the heels. <laughs> A little hard to take, a little harder to take. Well, I never felt that I uh, ever lived in New York. I just kind of existed. Well, I was always very proud. I was a rabid New Yorker. I still love it. But uh, I used to love walking in Central Park, which that is not possible yes, anymore. Yes, forget about and that. And I hate to think about it. I don't like to be any place that I don't feel yes, free in. Of course. Yes, it's a sad thing. I had a long discussion about that with High Gardner recently, and I had hundreds of letters about the need to talk about it. You know, a lot, and do something about it. I'm sure they're trying. And Shirley, dear, I hope you will try to come back and talk to us again someday soon, will you? Indeed, I will. You've been delightful. God bless you, and come again. Thank you. Are you loving Let's Talk to Lucy? Then you have a real treat in store for you. A new episode is being released every week on the SXM app and wherever you listen to podcasts.